of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Hello and welcome to episode 53. I am Mosh. And boy, oh boy, what a start to 2020 it has been. What happened recently? What happened this past week, these last few days? Possible war? I don't know. The world's weird. The world's a little messed up. I don't have to worry about going to war, though, because I have asthma. So you can't put me out there. You can't put me on the front lines. I'll drop dead before I can be shot dead. I should actually probably go to the doctor because the, uh, the stuff you put in your inhaler, uh, that's definitely outdated. So I should probably, yeah, get more of that so that I could use my inhaler if I need it. I don't even carry it on me, which is probably not a good idea. But where am I supposed to store it? In my man purse? In my butt? Where am I supposed to hold my inhaler? Put it in my pocket? What? So you can see the outline of it and then someone's going to come up to me like, yo, let me get some, <laughs> you know? Trying to bum some inhaler puffs off me? Yeah, right. That's mine. Get your own asthma inhaler. We need some nice, sleek, compact inhaler designs for easy portable access. I'll be fine for now, though. I think I, I know my body pretty well. Although in the past, there were struggles. Like when I was a little kid, I had like this breathing machine that I had to use. It was at home, though. It was like this small home portable thing. It wasn't. I wasn't in a hospital hooked up to some machine. It was just at home, little machine. I had to wear like the mask that goes over your nose and mouth. And I just had to breathe for like 30 minutes. Just get them lungs working, boy. It's not my fault I got like smaller airways and smaller lungs. I actually breathe more than people, like twice as fast as people inhaling and exhaling. If I stood side by side with someone else, you would see that I'm breathing twice as fast as they do. What am I even talking about? I don't, oh, yeah, going to war. See, I'm good on that. I'm not going to war. We're also not getting invaded, so don't worry about that if you live in the United States. We're not getting, you cannot invade the United States. You just can't do it. At least not like traditional invasions. Oh, they're storming the beaches. It ain't gonna happen that way. You really want to invade a country that has more guns than humans? There's over 320 million people in the U.S., which means there's even more weapons. Does that seem like a good idea? So not only do you have to deal with our military, who is ruthless, but then you also got to deal with our cops. And you know how American cops are. If you're not white, you're not right. So last time I checked, Iranians aren't white, so you're getting shot. Then on top of that, you gotta deal with all the citizens and their guns. And they know the lay of the land. They know where to go. And then you gotta deal with other militaries. Canada will help. Some Europeans will help. So is invading the United States really a good idea? And we're not getting nuked either. We have air defense systems. I'm sure our military has their eyes on every military operation going on over there. A nuke's not just gonna hit us and the military's gonna be like, Gee willikers! Where'd that come from? We didn't see it. You can't just secretly fire off a nuke and no one knows about it. If we got nuked, it's because the government allowed us to get nuked. But we are the villains. Just remember that. We're the bad guys. What our government and military does makes the rest of us evil. I've done nothing wrong in my life, but I'm evil. Why? Because I'm American. It's not my fault I was born here. What a feeling to wake up every morning knowing you're hated just because you were born in a certain country. That's fine. I'm also not brainwashed by religion. I don't pray to a false god. So when you're dead and you don't meet him, just realize your life was for nothing. Religion rules the world. I love it. I think that's enough political talk. Actually, no. There's something we can do. How about everyone just shuts up and we help Australia? 
Australia's burning right now. Like, big time burning. A good chunk of that continent is on fire right now. It's no bueno, so let's help Australia. Oh, that's another thing I wanted to mention real quick, is that last week's podcast got demonetized, and I have no idea why. I didn't say anything bad. I don't remember saying anything bad. That's the problem with YouTube, is when you get demonetized, they don't tell you why. If it has to do with music and copyright, they do, they email you. But if it's anything else, they don't tell you. So you can't improve upon that for the future, if they don't tell you why you're demonetized. Clearly I said something wrong that triggered their system. The only thing I can think of is that I said the name of a specific drug, a drug that we will call Coke. I said the proper name for it a couple times. But again, that's the only thing I can think of, but that's worthy of demonetization? Really? I actually want to test something, because I heard a theory that if you say a couple of these bands' names, you could get demonetized or potentially have your video taken down. So let's see if it's actually real. Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. Guns and Roses, Guns and Roses, Guns and Roses, Guns and Roses, Guns and Roses. See if I get demonetized. See if the video gets taken down. I don't think it will. I think that's a dumb theory. But we'll see. Alright, let's just get into gaming before things get out of control. So, first we have the free PlayStation Plus games for January 2020. First up, Uncharted The Nathan Drake Collection. Which includes Uncharted 1, Uncharted 2, and Uncharted 3. First three Uncharted games, completely free, remastered. It's only the single player, no multiplayer, because they shut down the multiplayer servers. But still, three Uncharted games for free? From the groundbreaking storytellers at Naughty Dog comes the genre-defining epic that revolutionized adventure storytelling, rebuilt by Bluepoint Games with the power of the PS4 system. Bluepoint Games, who are those guys? <laughs> Follow the perilous journey of Nathan Drake across the globe, from humble beginnings to extraordinary discoveries. Meet an unforgettable cast of characters as Drake puts life and friendship on the line in a race against ruthless enemies to uncover unimaginable treasure. And the other free game? Goat Simulator. Hurl an immaculately rendered goat with blistering accurate physics at all manner of objects. It's the definitive goat simulation experience. Actually, it's a total bonkers fling em up that has you launching a goat at things. A lot of things. Experiment and see what happens. Uncharted the Nathan Drake Collection and Goat Simulator will be available from January 7th to February 3rd. I was actually thinking about picking up the Nathan Drake Collection recently because whenever it goes on sale it's only like 10 bucks, Which is a really good deal but now that it's free I mean, you, you can't beat that. And then I've always kind of been interested in Goat Simulator but I always like ask myself do you really want to pay money to pretend to be a goat? And the answer was yeah. But I just never did. But now it's free. Next up we have Vince Zampella, who is the founder and head honcho over at Respawn Entertainment. He will now be the head of DICE LA. If you know DICE, they're the ones that make the Battlefield games. But I think that's their studio over in Sweden. This LA studio is going to be different. He said he plans to rebrand this studio and launch a brand new game. So I wonder if it's going to be another single player game? Or if they're going to go multiplayer. Well, it could be single player and multiplayer. But, you know, EA doesn't really like single player games. Because they like that multiplayer and the microtransactions and the DLC and all that good stuff. But with the success of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Maybe that opens EA's eyes. And it's like, hey, people do like single player games. But 
it is Star Wars, and Star Wars fans are nutter butters. So, Star Wars games are always going to sell. But nonetheless, hopefully EA understands people do like single player games. So, what game they're making, I have no idea. But Vince is very good at what he does. All the games he releases are successes. So, interest is high. Next, we have the dude that voiced CJ in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. He is uh, a little mad at Rockstar right now. Chris Ballard, Melee, Young Melee, whatever name he wants to go by. He took to Instagram and said the following. To kill the rumors, I'm not involved in Grand Theft Auto 6 at all. F-U-C-C, Rockstar Games, period. CJ will have to be voiced by another MF, but not me. I-D-G-A-F, what y'all heard. A lot of abbreviations in there, a lot of symbology. Ancient philosophers can't even decipher what he's saying. So what he is saying, <laughs> he's not in GTA 6, but CJ will have to be voiced by someone else. But it's not even confirmed that the dude's in the game. He's going off rumors off some site and just disrespecting Rockstar in the process. Maybe he knows more than we do, or he's just nuts. I don't know. He then continued, I never publicly dissed them because I made money with them, but F-U-C-C, Rockstar Games, them MF don't care if I'm eating or not. Thank God for the real dub WC, Solo 118, DJ Poo, and Ice Cream. <laughs> Why would you name yourself DJ Poo? Really? That's gotta be the worst name I've ever heard. An ice cube or I'd be robbing one of y'all RT now. He says them MF don't care if I'm eating or not. So you expect Rockstar to pay your bills the rest of your life? That's not how that works. They brought you in for a game. They paid you for it. That's it. Do you want them to hold your hand and walk into a grocery store and buy food for you? Okay, young melee, we're here at the grocery store. Do you want the wet apple or the green apple? Baby, if you did more, you wouldn't be strapped for cash. And then someone responded to him, You the goat. They need you. Yeah. Rockstar really needs him. Whew. Whoo-wee. Where would Rockstar be right now if they had Mr. Christopher Ballard on all their games? GTA Five. God, that game blows. Third best-selling game of all time? Are you kidding me? Rookie numbers. Step it up. You're trash. Red Dead Redemption 2, garbage. Get it together, Rockstar. You need Young Melee. Let's take a look at uh, Mr. Ballard's career here. So he started off with Grand Theft Auto San Andreas in 2004. And then he didn't do anything for 10 whole years. Then he was a voice on a show called The Brodies. And then a voice on something called Dog Star High School 2. I have no idea what that is. And I don't care to look it up. Because it sounds stupid. He also has a rap career. Let's see how active he is. Mmm, hasn't released an album since 2011. Whoo! Man, you're really doing a lot there to help yourself out, bud. Maybe after the success of Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, you know, a game in one of the biggest franchises in the world, and a game within that franchise that is very loved, you could get yourself an agent, maybe, and have them get auditions for you so that you can be in other video games, or in other shows, or in other movies, but you didn't. You didn't do anything for 10 years because you just want to sit on and ride the cash wave that was San Andreas. Your rap career sucks. Everything else you do sucks. And now you're mad at Rockstar because they ain't paying you and they didn't bring you back on board for one of their games. 
The only person you have to be mad at is yourself. Rockstar doesn't owe you anything. Even if they bring your character back and it's voiced by someone else, that's fine. You don't own the rights to that character. They brought in someone else to do Javier's voice in Red Dead Redemption 2. It's a different voice actor than the guy in the first game. But you want to know why the guy in the first game isn't complaining why he wasn't brought back? Because he actually does stuff. Since 2010 when Red Dead Redemption 1 came out, he's been involved in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31 things. TV shows and movies. He kept busy. He's getting his money. So that's why he ain't complaining. And also, according to your Instagram post, when you're thanking all these other people, you know, DJ Pooh and all the rest, you want Rockstar to pay your bills, and you're also admitting that you just ride on the backs of others. You're a stand-up dude. And it seems like a few other people that have worked on GTA, voice actors have complained about Rockstar, Regaliota, and the other, whatever his name was, that voiced the dude in GTA 4. Let's just take a moment to appreciate the Red Dead Redemption voice actors for just being great human beings. Thank you. I actually want to talk about the backwards compatibility with the PlayStation 5 because I saw people talking about it recently and they don't think it can go fully backwards all the way to PS1 because they think it will interfere with PlayStation Now. They're like, there's no way Sony's going to do it because it'll take people away from PlayStation Now and they don't want that. And I just, I don't understand that. Those of us that want backwards compatibility want it because we already own those games. Like, I'm not going to go out and buy more PS1 and PS2 games. Like, I'm good. Like, if I wanted more, I would have already purchased them. I look at it like this. Think of Netflix. On Netflix, you have all those movies and TV shows right there in front of you. Easily accessible. But you can still go out and buy movies and buy seasons of TV shows, DVDs, Blu-rays. You can still do that. And Netflix is still successful. So how would backwards compatibility affect PlayStation Now? What is the difference in all that? Like, who cares if I can still go out and buy games? PlayStation Now is about people that don't have those games. It's about not having those games, signing up, and now you have access to those games. So what's the difference between Netflix being successful while still being able to buy movies and shows and PlayStation Now not being successful because you can go out and buy games? That doesn't make sense to me. It's the same thing, just two different forms of media. So we want backwards compatibility because we already own the games and because it's just more convenient. I don't want to keep plugging consoles in and then unplugging them, plugging in another one and just like give me one box I can play all my games on and we're good to go. I was just looking through my PS2 games the other day. Like we, I can make a lot of good videos on some of those games. I can have some great streams. So I'm really hoping the PS5 allows for full backwards compatibility. And no, PlayStation Now is not an issue. If anything, I think backwards compatibility can actually help PlayStation Now. So people are going to be like, wow, I've missed out on a lot of games. And then you have the service that gives you access to hundreds of games. I mean, come on. And just keep it on with PlayStation real quick. At CES, they revealed the PS5 logo, which is just the PS4 logo. But the 4 is a 5. They also revealed some numbers for the PlayStation 4. 106 million units sold. 1.15 billion PlayStation 4 games sold. 
5 million PlayStation VR units sold, 103 million monthly active users on PlayStation Network, and 38.8 million PlayStation Plus subscribers. Not too shabby. And then they said more PS5 news in the future, which, duh. (laughs) And lastly for gaming this week, we just have a small little thing. So there's going to be a Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. We don't know when it's coming out, but people seem to have a bunch of info on it. Someone has a theory of when it might release. They think Friday, February 7th is the day. F for Friday, F for February, and 7. FF7. Will the FF7 remake demo drop on FF7 day? That's just under a month before the game comes out because it comes out on March 3rd. I don't know. I like this theory, but I think it might come out sooner. Well, I hope it comes out sooner. (laughs) I don't want to wait. Waiting's not fun. I mean, we've waited this long. What's another month? So yeah, that's all I got for gaming this week. Not much on the music front at the moment. So what I've decided to do is last year I gave my most anticipated albums for 2019 what i was looking forward to and just bands that were going to be releasing albums this year or last year so i figured i'd just do the same thing again but for this year and the bands i'm about to talk about are not in order it's not like the first band i'm talking about is my most anticipated or the last band's the least i'm just looking at band names and talking about them so no specific order first up is going to be beartooth beartooth released an album every other year And their last album came out in 2018, so it only makes sense for 2020 to be the year of something new. They just started a big tour, so after that, that'll probably be the end of this album cycle. And they will hit the studio. I don't know why I said they. Caleb will hit the studio, since he records and writes everything. And hopefully we'll get a new album later this year. Gotta love the tooth. Born of Osiris. So last year they released an album, and it was supposed to be a two-parter. The first part was supposed to be released earlier in the year, which it was, and the second part was supposed to come out later in the year, which it was not. So it got delayed until this year because I guess they just wanted to write more for it, put more songs on it. So the first part called The Simulation only has eight songs, so I think the second part was also supposed to have around eight songs for 16 total. But I guess for the second part, they're just adding more. I think they said, or someone said like 13. So the next one's just going to be a full-blown album. Otata Remember will be releasing a new album. They are now signed to Fueled by Ramen, that record label, 21 Pilots, Paramore, I think Panic at the Disco. So we'll see what direction this band goes in. I believe Alpha Wolf will be releasing an album. Ghost. Ghost will be releasing a new album. That has already been confirmed. They usually wait about three years between releases, but they're only waiting two this time. Tobias said he's already working on the new album, and they're not touring at all this year. I still think they'll play shows here and there, but like full-blown tours, I don't think they're doing. At least not for the first half of the year. Maybe in the second half. Tobias said it will be darker and heavier. We'll see about that. I like all versions of Ghost. The darker side, the heavier side, the more melodic side, the lighter side. It's all good to me. This band can almost do no wrong in my eyes, so just inject them into my veins. Make Them Suffer should be releasing a new album this year. Some Aussie Blood. Mastodon should be releasing something. Lamb of God is. They are already starting to tease it, so I think they're releasing something very soon. Ocean Grove, obviously. I've talked about them enough on here. That announcement should hopefully be coming very soon. And I enjoy everything these guys have done. It's not much. (laughs) They've released two EPs in one album. 
first EP is good. It's when they were younger. So for what it is, it's it's solid. Second EP is good. And then the first album is obviously fantastic. Can't say enough good things about Ocean Grove. Polaris is definitely releasing something new in February. More Aussie blood. I've only released one single so far, but I think another one is on the way. Trivium. So Trivium has been on a cycle of releasing an album every other year for a little while. That changed last year. They were supposed to release an album last year. It didn't happen. So I'm just going to assume that this is the year. The reason it didn't happen is because the vocalist and rhythm guitar player, Matthew Heafy, he and his wife decided to have a child. So being the responsible human being that he is, he put his band to the side and decided to stay home and help his wife take care of their new born child but surprise it wasn't one child it was two they're twinsies double the trouble i think they are secretly recording a new album right now back when they were recording their 2017 album matt was streaming on twitch he always streams on twitch but you like you didn't even know that they were making an album because he never teased it he never talked about it or anything just he was playing his games and then off stream he'd go and record stuff and then out of nowhere, it's like, oh, here's a new song. The last album's really, 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 really good. The Sin and the Sentence. It might be their best album. I don't know. It's up there with Shogun. Shogun and The Sin and the Sentence are top two, for sure. Other Trivium fans would say Ascendancy, which is a good album as well. But Shogun and The Sin and the Sentence, to me, are like top-tier Trivium. If you were to ever listen to this band, those are the albums you listen to. This is another band that can basically do no wrong in my eyes. Back in 2014 on a tour that I attended, Matt blew his voice out. And so on the next album, which came out in 2015, Silence in the Snow, he decided not to scream on that album. And you could tell that it kind of, it affected the quality of it. Like there were definitely parts in songs where screaming could be utilized and probably make the song better. Now it's a good album. I enjoy it, but it's not their best. So in 2017, when The Sin and the Sentence came out, everyone was like, what, what are they going to do? Is he going to scream again, or is it just going to be another album full of singing? So they released the first single, which was the title track, and he starts it off singing, and then he starts screaming, and I had the biggest grin on my face, because I knew they were back. And everything Trivium's done, like I said, is good. Like, their first album, they recorded that first album when they were young. I think Matt was 17? 16 or 17 so considering how young he was and just how that album sounds like he did a pretty good job i remember him saying that when he was in high school he had to leave to go tour europe <laughs> he just had to like tell his teachers hey i'm going to europe to play some shows and he did his parents support it which is cool shout out to his parents they're also my second favorite band so last year we had my first favorite which is slipknot releasing an album and now this year we got my second favorite releasing an album and my third favorite, but we'll get to them in a second. The Word Alive are releasing a new album very soon, in the next few months. Should probably be getting a new single in the coming weeks. Local Boys, Arizona, represent. Atreyu, maybe, maybe not, not entirely sure. Avenged Sevenfold, my number three favorite band. It's happening. It will be this year. This is also the year of a Treyarch Call of Duty. And they always do songs for Treyarch. So something new is definitely dropping. The thing about Avenged Sevenfold is all their albums sound different. They definitely experiment and change their sound up a bit each time. And you can definitely hear that on the last album on certain songs. 
So I like not knowing what to expect, but you can definitely tell that their sound has matured as they've gotten older. They've gained more respect over the years, like earlier on in their career. A lot of people hated on them, but as time has gone by, people have realized that they are good musicians. They can write very good songs, and they've just gotten more respect, which is good. My biggest issue with them is that they go by stage names, which I think is just bleh. Bleh. You don't gotta go by stage names. But their lead guitar player, Sinister Gates, he's my favorite guitar player. All you gotta do is just listen to him play, and you'll know why. People gave him flack for their Hail to the King album because some of the riffs and guitar playing sounded like Metallica or other bands. So they think he's untalented, he's just copying other people. He's not untalented. If you listen to anything he does, he's very talented, he's very good. He can easily come up with his own riffs. But there's this thing called paying homage, paying tribute. They're heavily influenced by Metallica. Currents will be releasing a new album as well. Still no details, but it will keep my eyes and ears open. Fit for a King? Maybe, maybe not. Actually, no, they are. Yes, they are. The singer said so. Their last album was really good. It was in my top five for 2018. Five Finger Death Punch. Let's talk about these Monster Energy guzzling bro dudes. I used to be really into this band for their first few albums. I thought they were good. I was also younger, so the tough guy lyrics didn't really bother me too much. As I've gotten older, the tough guy lyrics have started to bother me a little bit. They just don't change. Everything sounds the same. They released a couple new songs off this new album. And the first one they released, people were like, yo, they're heavy again. Or this is heavier than their previous stuff. It's like, what are you talking about? It sounds like everything they've ever done. Extract earwax out of ears and listen properly. Actually, you don't want to remove all your earwax. I think having a little bit is supposed to be good for you. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I actually had a bad experience with that. I went to the doctor's once. Just because I was sick one day. I was sick and I need some meds. And the doctor, you know, they check in your mouth. They check in your ears. And he's like, you got a lot of earwax in there. I was like, okay. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? So he puts like this gun in, not a gun, it's like a water gun. <laughs> he put a 9mm in my ear. He put this water gun in my ear to like flush it out. And it didn't work. So he goes in with like these tweezers. It's the best way I could describe them. And he basically just pulls the wax out. And it hurts a lot. It didn't just come out easily. He's like pulling on it on the inside of my ear. And he did it for both ears. I was telling him to stop because it hurt, and he didn't stop. Not a fan of that guy. Like the Torch, maybe, maybe not. Howard Jones's band. Orbit Culture, like the heavier Metallica. The Plot and You will have a new album out. I'm like positive the singer already said that it is happening. My Boys in Dead will 100 million thousand percent be releasing a new album this year. Again, local boys gotta represent. And a little birdie told me. That a new song is dropping very soon. And that little birdie is the band. Debut album, phenomenal. This follow-up album, probably phenomenal. About a year or so after their first album came out, they did a poll. And they basically just said, do you want the next album to be heavier? And most people voted yes. There's still going to be melody though. There's more I want to say about this band, but I'm going to wait till I do the album review. In Heart's Wake... Definitely releasing a new album because they tweeted it. Some more of that Aussie blood. Ocean Grove also Australians. They have Australia. Who else did I mention? 
make them suffer. Did I say they're Australian? Polaris are Australian. Everyone's Australian. I'm moving to Australia. Australian radio stations, I'm there. I'm already one of you. I will help you fight the fires if I could get to Australia. Someone take me to Australia. Avail of Maya, probably a new album. Uh, we came as Romans. First album since the death of their vocalist. Their other, vo- they have two vocalists. So the one died. Uh, Gojira will be releasing a new album. Not much to say, it's Gojira. Just let Gojira do Gojira things and everything will be fine. Deftones will be releasing a new album. Shout out to Booty God. He is the Deftones fanatic. Eat, sleeps, breathes. Deftones. Green Day. Eh. 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 I like Green Day. It was the first concert I ever went to. But that new song, I don't know, what was it even called? I don't even remember the name. I don't like it. So I'll listen to the new album, but I don't have high hopes. I'll just say that. I See Stars will hopefully release something new. I was never really a fan of these guys, but their last album in 2016 called Treehouse is very good. So if they can kind of keep that sound or expand on it for the next release, I will definitely be intrigued. So Corey Taylor himself will be releasing a solo album this year, which I am obviously looking forward to. It'll probably sound like Stone Sour, which is fine because I love Stone Sour. Iron Maiden are heavily rumored to be releasing something new this year. So we'll see what the legends are up to. And then I'm not sure about Megadeth because Dave Mustaine has cancer. And I don't know how that's uh, coming along, how his treatment's going and all that. But maybe, maybe not. And I think that's just about it. Except for one more band. And you know I had to save them for last. And that band is Slipknot. They just released an album last year. And they release an album like every five years or so. But the secret album could be coming this year. During the recording process of their 2008 album, All Hope Is Gone, four of the members decided to record another album on the side. Corey Taylor on vocals, Jim Root on guitar, Clown on percussion, and Sid Wilson doing either his turntables or samples or whatever sounds he was going to contribute to the project. Now, there are nine members in Slipknot, and at the time of that recording, three of those members are no longer around, Paul, Chris, and Joey, but they didn't have any involvement with the project anyway. So that leaves two other people left, which would be Craig and Mick, and Craig and Mick could not care less. So will they release this under the Slipknot name or under a different name? That's the biggest question right now. Clown himself said that he wants to release this during the We Are Not Your Kind album cycle, which is right now. And he is the head honcho of the band, so if that's what he is saying, then I'm going to believe it. Now, will it happen this year or will it happen next year? When will these now 12-year-old recordings see the light of day? So yeah, that is all the music to look forward to this year. And there's other bands that might be dropping albums as well that I didn't mention. didn't go over everything, but just... The main ones, at least. This is also a very big year for metal because it's the 50th anniversary of the genre. In 1970, Black Sabbath released their first album, Black Sabbath. So therefore, 2020 marks the 50-year anniversary. And some people will debate if Black Sabbath started metal. Some will say Deep Purple. Some will even tell you Led Zeppelin. I don't see how Led Zeppelin's metal, but to each their own. 
I say it's Black Sabbath, and many, many others will also say that it's Black Sabbath. February 13th, 2020, so next month, and it'll be on a Thursday. If February 13th, 2020 was on a Friday, Black Friday, or not Black Friday, Friday the 13th. If that would have happened, that would have been great, but unfortunately it's happening a day before. Anyway, next month, 50 year anniversary. It's going to be exciting stuff. So that's going to be it for music this week. On to my weekly pick of the week. I'm actually going to uh, recommend one of my own playlists. One of my own Spotify playlists. My best of 2019 playlist. All the best songs of last year. I do this every year. I make a playlist for all the best songs of that year. And I make them at the beginning of the year. And then I update them throughout the year. So 2019's is obviously done. And I will put a link to it in the description. If you want to hear what I think is good. Now on to the weird story. A man stole a pickup truck with a sleeping passenger and a goat inside of it and drove it from Missouri to Oklahoma before releasing the victim and the animal before he was eventually arrested. Two men in the truck parked outside of an adult video store in Carthage, Missouri early Wednesday morning. The driver went inside the store and the passenger fell asleep. When the passenger awoke, a masked man was driving the truck and pointing a gun at his head. The carjacking suspect, 40-year-old Brandon Kirby, drove from Missouri through Kansas. During the 130-mile ordeal, Kirby took meth, pistol-whipped the victim, and continually threatened him. He was eventually arrested in Sand Springs, Oklahoma after he let the passenger and the goat out of the truck and the victim called 911. Okay, the biggest question I have about this that no one seems to be asking is, why was there a goat in the truck? Like, they just pass it along as as some casual thing. Like, was it in a a trailer? Was it behind the truck being pulled? It's not clarified. I want to believe that a goat was just chilling in the backseat, having a great time, minding its own goat business. (sighs) I don't know. At least the goat was okay. So that's going to be it for me this week. Thank you for listening. You can... Always listen on iTunes, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and on YouTube. So with all that said, I'll talk to you guys next week. Later. Later.